Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome back to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Today we're going to be talking about why you must stop trying to make your wife happy. Yes, you heard that right. Why you must stop trying to make your wife happy. Sounds weird, but stick with me. (laughs) So last uh, last episode, we talked about why your wife cannot make you happy. Okay, Your happiness, it depends on you. Depends on your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and your strength. We're talking about spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and sexual strength. Okay, When you have that, you feel good about who you are. So in other words, it's a myth that when your wife gives you attention, appreciation, and affection, or respect, or, you know, tells you those five love languages, okay, that when she finally does that, that that's when you'll have a great marriage, okay? So if you find yourself often saying, like, oh, if my wife would just respect me more, if she would just appreciate me more, you know, I'm doing all this stuff, if she would just finally tell me how great I am, I would feel good. We'd have a great marriage, okay? It's just not true. Okay, it's your thoughts, it's your feelings, it's your actions. That's what's going to help you feel happy. It might make more sense after this episode today, but also if that sounds weird to you, go back to the last episode and review that. So this whole idea of why we need to stop trying to make our wife happy, you know, a lot of this today I'm going to be talking about my own personal journey. You know, this was really what I had to learn that led to me having an amazing marriage. Okay, Before... I learned this. My marriage really wasn't that good. At least I wasn't very happy in my marriage. Anyway, we'll get into all of it, but <laughs> just to give you a little preview. So I grew up believing that I was responsible for the feelings of the people around me. So at home, I was kind of the guy that was called on to manage conflicts, uh, sometimes between my brothers, sometimes between my parents and my brothers, sometimes between us and my mom. <laughs> okay. Like, um, uh, I remember getting sent downstairs by my mom to talk to my brother when he was mad and, uh, you know, just having him come back and reach an agreement with them, you know, that sort of thing. Um, the other thing that I heard a lot and probably a lot of you can relate to this is like, don't hurt your brother's feelings. Don't hurt your mom's feelings. Don't hurt your friend's feelings. Don't hurt your teacher's feelings. Right. I also heard a lot like from my, my parents or from teachers or whoever, you know, you make me so mad or you, that makes me so angry when you do that. The other thing I heard a lot was you make me so happier. It makes me feel so good when you do this, you know? And so I got pretty good at at least in my mind, managing the emotions of people around me. I tried to avoid things that would make people mad. I tried to do the things that would make people happy. And overall, like I made friends, I was well-liked, and, you know, it it served me pretty well, except that underneath all of that, I always kind of thought, like, it could go away at any moment, right? Like, I'm, I'm making people happy right now, people like me right now, but, you know, what if that disappears? What if all of a sudden they, they stop liking me? You know, it was a... A weird place to be. But kind of the takeaway that I got from all that was I'm responsible for other people's feelings. Like I can control them. I can. And also if they're mad, that's my fault. If they're happy, that's my fault in a good way. Okay. 
The other thing I grew up believing was that my own self-worth was based a lot on my accomplishments. Okay. So because of that, you know, I did really well in school. I got very good grades. I was, uh, played tennis, was captain of the tennis team. I, um, got into a great school, BYU, studied neuroscience, you know, went to UCLA, one of the top medical schools in the country, went to UC Irvine for residency. Like I really excelled in a lot of areas, but again, like behind that was just this sort of desire to look good, desire to, um, you know, really feel good enough about myself, you know, as I accomplished those, I felt like those accomplishments would make me feel good about who I was. Um, so the, and here's a newsflash for you. Like <laughs> they, they don't do it. Okay. They, they don't make you happy and no amount of money, no amount of, uh, you know, getting married, no relationship status, any of that, right. It doesn't actually bring happiness. What brings happiness is really knowing your worth and value as a child of God, working towards your potential. Or if you don't believe in God, just your worth as a, uh, human being that's infinite, right? Infinite. It's powerful. Anyway, going back to the, the main idea here. So anyway, I'm doing well in school. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, excelling in, in my church too. So in church, we really got it kind of, um, hammered into us, or at least this was the message I took away. Like if you live what the church teaches, then you're good. If you don't, then you're bad. Um, if you, um, you need to serve other people, you need to, uh, even at your own detriment, you know, I learned that through church. I don't think it's for sure not like a part of the church doctrine, but I kind of took that lesson away. Um, so I get married and I hear this phrase, happy wife, happy life. And to me, that seemed like a perfect fit. Okay. So, okay. To be successful in my marriage, all I need to do is make my wife happy. And I kind of know how to do that. Right. I know how to make people happy. So I go in, I'm like, I'm going to make my wife happy. And what I expected in return from that is that my wife would uh, give me attention, give me affection, give me appreciation. Right. And we'd have a great marriage. I'd, I'd give her what she wants. She'd give me what we, what I wanted. And it would be a nice little trade. So you know, I get married, I go in there and I start doing everything I can to make my wife happy. I try to be the, the perfect husband, you know, I'm uh, making meals. I'm trying to, to make the money. I'm, um, you know, studying school, helping with the kids. Um, and so sometimes I, I succeeded in this, right? She was happy and I got the attention, affection, and the appreciation that I wanted. I felt really on top of the world when that happened because I, I I got what I was looking for, her attention, her being happy, right? But sometimes I failed at this, okay? So I would do the dishes, I would take care of the kids, I would do things in her in her love language, right? But she wasn't happy, okay? No matter how I tried, she wasn't she still wasn't happy. <laughs> And I also didn't get the attention, affection, or appreciation that I craved. Or sometimes she would be happy, but I wouldn't get that attention back. And so in those cases, I really, I felt like a failure. Um, and it wasn't a good place to be. So, you know, I thought to myself, well, um, okay, so sometimes I'm making her happy by by doing all these things. So maybe I need to just do more, right? Maybe I need to kind of shut down what I want even more and just go in 100% for what she wants, then she'll be happy, then I'll get that appreciation back. So uh, no matter the cost, right? Make her happy no matter what it costs me. So 
Like in money, for example, I would spend money that we didn't have on stuff that I thought she wanted. I'd let her spend money on stuff that I really didn't feel comfortable with. Um, I started to shut down hobbies that I had because I thought it would make her happy for me to be home more. Um, when it came to religion, you know, I would kind of tone down what I, what I was doing because some of that bothered her. Um, when it came to sex, I would really kind of shut down what I wanted there because it was hard on her. And understandably, she went through some very difficult, terrible sexual abuse. So I get it. Right. But I shut that down completely and basically said, oh, it doesn't matter to me. Right. I don't, I don't need to to work on that even though that was a life. <laughs> so as I started to do this, right, a couple of things started to happen. Number one was I really started to lose myself and lose my happiness, right? I wasn't doing the things that brought me joy. I, uh, I was so concerned about what she thought about me, what, you know, if she was going to be happy, if I could make her happy, if I could get that scrap of affection, like, I would, I remember I would come in and look at my clothes and just think like, okay, is she going to like this shirt? Is she going to like that shirt? And I'd walk out. And if I put a shirt on, I thought she would like, and I'd walk out. And if she didn't respond to it, I felt like, oh, great. You know, I'm a failure. Or we'd go on these dates and I'd try to make it just perfect for her. And then I'd say something that would maybe upset her. And I think, oh, like wasted that whole evening wasted. I was trying to make her happy. I was trying to get to where maybe she'd be in the mood for sex. What a waste, right? So there was a a terrible place to be, (laughs) honestly. And I was there for years, really. Like I felt like I was being the perfect husband and everybody could see it except for my own wife, okay? Sometimes I would just go to the car and scream because I felt like I just could not take it anymore. It was rough. So things really came to a head when we went over a year without being physically intimate in our marriage. Um, So I knew, like I said, you know, she has reasons for it. It makes sense. But at the same time, I knew sex was important part of marriage for me. Like I wanted that to be part of our marriage. And you know, I was feeling like I was getting all the responsibilities of marriage, but none of the benefits. And that's kind of where I was living, right? Look, I'm doing everything I can here. I'm getting nothing back. No intimacy, no appreciation. My wife seems upset all the time. She's distant. You know, we're not connecting. Okay. So at that point, like, this is something I'm ashamed to admit, but I spent time imagining like what it would be like to be with somebody else, someone at school, even somebody at church, right? You know, just to get some kind of connection, some appreciation. And, you know, that was, that was a low point. Uh, And some of you guys listening to this and some of the guys I work with, you know, they have gone past thoughts to actions into, you know, being unfaithful and or into pornography or things like that. And I mean, I, I get it. Like, I spend lots of time in that mind space thinking that um, it's not a good place to be. So at that point, I really knew that I needed some help. Like I didn't want to go down that road. I didn't want to be unfaithful. I didn't want to give that example to my kids. Um, so I really started looking all over the place for ideas and solutions on how to, what to do. 
like, how was I going to get out of this mess? And what I was really looking for at the time was how can I make my wife do what I want her to do? Right. (laughs) How can I, how can I like make her be happy? How can I make her appreciate me more? Okay. So, you know, I talked to church leaders, very helpful. I talked to to mentors, um, coaches, you know, looked to my own training in, in psychology and psychiatry and all of that. Uh, I talked to counselors. Okay. went through a lot of different one-on-one type things, read books by experts, John Gottman, Sue Johnson, Dale Carnegie, uh, Stephen Covey, you know, all the self-help people just trying to find, you know, some answers, uh, some of the some of my favorite people that I learned from Jennifer Finlayson Fife, David Schnarch, uh, that really started to help me understand like the what real intimacy is in marriage, and I'll get to that in a minute here. So each of these things they got me a little bit closer to the answer, right? But finally, for me, the moment of clarity came when I remember this moment very clearly. <laughs> so I'm in the kitchen. I'm listening to a podcast. It's by a lady named Jody Moore. And she just says simply, you are not responsible for other people's emotions. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, you are not responsible for other people's emotions. I am not responsible for my wife's emotions. Honestly, in that moment, I felt like I was let out of jail. I was let out of prison. I was finally free. Like I was not responsible for her emotions. It was amazing. Okay. Happy wife, happy life. It was a lie. It was a lie. (laughs) It is a lie. All right. Happy wife, happy life. It does not work. Okay. You cannot be happy by trying to make your wife happy. Okay. Let me explain a little bit of why. So happy wife, happy life is doomed to failure because when you base your success on the feelings of or actions of other people, you cannot win. You cannot be successful. Okay. The power is completely in their hands, right? Your success it just depends on their emotion, which is so crazy. Like people's emotions, they change all the time, right? And they have almost nothing to do with you, right? It has to do with their thoughts, their feelings, their situation, right? Uh, how they got brought up, all, all kinds of things, okay? So when we say, okay, I'll be happy when she's happy, now, come on, like you cannot win, okay? I tried it for years, just stop trying it right now. <laughs> so again, the thoughts, feelings, actions, and results, and intentions that we have when we do act, all of that, it's up to us, it's up to me, it's up to you, okay? It's up to my wife to do that for herself, Okay. When we try to make people feel anything, even happiness, we're trying to control them. We're trying to make them have certain thoughts and feelings and and emotions and all that. Okay. And controlling people, it never works. And it usually drives them away from us. Okay. So if we're in there, you know, think about it this way, right? What if you said, I'm, I really want to make my wife sad. Okay. Or I really want to make my wife anxious, or I really want to make my wife angry. Okay. And, you know, sometimes we go there, right. And because we're, we're so tired of trying to make her happy that we're just like, fine, I'm just going to try to make her mad. Cause she made me mad. You know, it's a very kind of juvenile, but we do that sometimes. Um, so when we do that, 
most people will call that manipulative, right? If you're trying to make people mad or sad, right? Um, they'd call that manipulative. Most people would say, oh, that's manipulative. But what I want you to realize is it is still manipulative if you're trying to make your wife happy, make her happy, okay? Force her to be happy. That's kind of what, what you're really saying there, okay? The intention that you have there is to control your wife, control her emotions, control her feelings, okay? And that's where it fails. You can't control other people. You just can't. You can't control their emotions. So stop trying. Okay? Stop trying to do it. What's the solution then? Your intention has to shift. Okay, Your intention, and we talked about this a little bit last episode, but your intention needs to be to serve your wife. right? Not to control her, not to make her feel something. It's to act in a way that you can be proud of. To be the kind of husband that you want to be. Okay, so I'm going to get into that a little bit more in a minute, but I wanted to also explain a little bit more of the aftermath of that moment. So I'm in the kitchen, right? I'm, I'm just thinking, finally, like I'm free. I don't have to make my wife happy anymore. So a couple of things happened. Um, you know, I, I realized the flip side of that, which was that um, she wasn't responsible for my emotions either. And that's kind of what we talked about last week. So in, in other words, it wasn't her job to give me attention, affection, and appreciation. So I'm like, oh, crap, right? <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do now? Okay. This is what the movies and marriage counselors and a lot of books teach. Make each other happy. Validate each other's feelings. Sacrifice for each other. Shut down what you want for what the other person wants. Okay. That's what makes a good marriage. But I just realized that's not going to work. So what is going to work? Okay, That's what I needed to figure out. And that's what I did figure out. And that's what I'm so excited to share with you and everybody else. So for a while, I kind of tried the, the opposite. So I've been constantly trying to make my wife happy. So I said, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'm not going to do anything for my wife now. And um, <laughs> it was an interesting, you know, little bit of time in our marriage you know, she felt like, what is going on? Like, who is, who is my husband? What happened here? She felt very kind of scared and alone, understandably. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do what I want and, you know, forget what you want. Doesn't matter. <laughs> right. So that, that's kind of the opposite. And some people think like, uh, that may be what you thought when you heard the title of this, like, stop trying to make your wife happy. It doesn't mean start trying to make your wife mad or like stop caring about your wife. Okay. That, that attitude of like, screw you, I'm going to do what I want. It really only works to make both of you miserable. At least that's what happened to us. Right. I didn't feel good about being a jerk. She didn't feel good about being treated poorly or basically me not really caring about her. Okay. So here, here's what does work. All right. What does work is bringing my best and my whole self to the marriage. Okay, one of the big keys was choosing to serve my wife, right? Not because I wanted her to react a certain way or because I wanted her to be happy, but because I wanted to be that kind of husband. I wanted to be the kind of husband that did, you know, do things with my kids and made dinner, you know, sometimes and, you know, went to work and provided for my family because I want to be that kind of husband. Here's the crazy thing, guys. When I stopped doing that stuff to try to make her happy, that's exactly when 
I started getting more attention. I started getting more appreciation and she was happier because I wasn't trying to suck that out of her, right? I wasn't being the mosquito trying to do these things just so I could get a response from her. The other big thing, this was huge, right? Is that I had to start sharing things with her that I knew 100% were going to upset her, okay? But that were true to who I was at the deepest level. In other words, I had to stop kind of shutting off the parts that I knew she could not or would not validate. I had to validate them for myself. That's a term borrowed from David Schnarch, self-validated intimacy, right? I'd, I could say, look, going to church or doing these things, that's important to me. Having sex in our marriage, that's important to me. I, and I know that those things upset you, but that's where I'm at. And let's find something that's going to work for both of us. Because here's the thing, you can't get to something that works for both of you unless you are both very clear on what's going to work for you and what is not going to work for you. Okay, this is a lot of the work that I do with with the guys that that are my clients and that I that I work with is helping them figure out like what works and does not work for them and being clear about that with their wife. Another big one is this one: serving because you want to be that husband and not because you want some reaction back from your wife. Okay. I'd say those are the two, two of the biggest keys. So when I started doing that, I also started doing the things again that brought me joy, like, you know, making sure I was exercising, making sure I was, you know, spending time with friends, going on a guy's trip once a year with some of my buddies, like those things that were important to me and kind of made me who I was, right? Because a great marriage is where you are both becoming the best version of yourselves. And you can support each other in that, but in a way that's a win for both of you, okay? A way that doesn't hurt one of you, okay? Because I was going about this all the wrong way. I was saying, my wife should be happy even if I am hating my life, (laughs) right? And I think a lot of guys and probably a lot of women too take that approach. Um, But it's just not a good way to live. When you both come in there and you say, this is me, this is what's important to me. And let me hear, let me understand what's important to you, what works and doesn't. And let's find something that works together. That's when marriage explodes, right? It explodes to new levels of intimacy, connection, friendship. Okay. I had to figure out how to respect myself equally to her, not more, not less. I was stuck in kind of less, right? I was respecting what she wanted and all that, like the clothes again, like, putting on clothes just because I thought she would like them with like no regard to whether I like them or not. That's not a good way to live. Again, I need to respect her equally to me, not more, not less. And we could collaborate, build something great together. So what's the happily ever after here? The happily ever after is now like our marriage is stronger than it has ever been way stronger than it was when I was trying to just be the perfect husband, do whatever she wanted, all of that. Okay. Now we really are each other's best friends. We know each other better and at a deeper level than anyone else. Why? Because we were both brave enough and strong enough to share those things with each other that we knew the other person wouldn't really like, wouldn't really like hearing, but that were important to us. We still have conflicts. And in fact, probably more than ever before, like five minutes ago, before I started recording this, you know, my wife was out with my son and, um, you know, it was laughing and talking with him. And right before that we had sat together and she really just wanted to watch a show. So I came to her and before I would have come to her and been like, 
like, how could you talk to him and not me? You care about him more than me. Like very whiny, very needy, very mosquito-like. Um, but this time I came to her and said, Hey, just wanted to understand something like just as a spirit of understanding, like, you know, what was going on there? How come, how come you're able to talk with him? And then when we tried to talk, you weren't too into it. And she just explained like, Hey, right now, you know, I'm just not wanting to get into deep stuff. We were just kind of joking around and looking at funny stuff. And so I learned like, Hey, now I understand my wife better. Like at these, at certain times when she's in, you know, a certain mood or whatever, we can just laugh together. And that's going to be better than sharing like deep stuff with each other. So that's a win, right? I came with something that was important that I was curious about. She came back and was honest with me. And now we can get to a better level, small example, but powerful example of what real intimacy does. So I came up, I said that, even though I thought it might upset her a little bit, um, I did it from, again, a place of curiosity and understanding. She came back with truthfulness, even though maybe that might upset me. And we were able to get to a, a better spot. Okay. So this is how your marriage can be, guys. I promise. You know, both of you working together, reaching towards our best and highest self and supporting each other along the way. Okay. This is real intimacy, knowing and being known knowing your wife at a deep level, sharing who you are at a deep level, finding things that work for both of you, okay? Life is so much better here. It's so much better. So much better than constantly trying to make your wife happy, okay? You don't have to be in there. You can be let out of prison too. It just takes building up your strength. This is what I help guys do all day long. I love it. (laughs) So you can get there uh, and... Go out there, stop trying to make your wife happy and start doing things, serving her because you want to be that kind of husband and sharing things with her that are true to who you are, right? You can get there. Keep building up your strength. We're going to keep talking about how to build your strength as time goes on. All right, guys, great job. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.